D and Davis, the show. We are back. Had a wonderful interview with WGN producer, sports producer, Larry Howley. Please make sure you go check that out to give you the perspective of the Indiana Pacers versus the, Bull and the Bulls in the 98 Eastern Conference Finals. A uh, really strong Pacer team. And we also talk about past Pacer teams and future Pacer teams in that interview. So make sure you check that out. Big shout out to Larry. Uh, we're going to continue with our last dance and cap off the last two episodes, continuing from the one we talked to with Larry, but also the final episode and also give a couple of thoughts on some of the critics uh, who probably sometimes are right, but also we're going to take some shots at them. Uh, my name is Kenneth Davis. You know him. His name is D. Demond Spurrow. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show as well. Click on our bio link and take you take you to everywhere we at YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. All right, rate, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demond's One. D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis. And is that producer of the D&D Show and everything that we do? Ryan Bukoveski. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and IG at Ryan B. Ski 1. All right, guys. Let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. All right. Uh, do you go first. Want me to go first? Oh, thank you. Ooh. All right. Um... So at the end of the last dance, which we're going to definitely get into more in depth a little bit later, I'm watching ESPN. Uh, Scott Van Pelt has all the interviews after was uh, Jackie McMullen and, and uh, Mike Wilbon here from Chicago and Partner Interruption. Uh, and they have their different segments, bad beats and things like that. But the one thing that really got up under my skin watching it was the instant comparison in the polls between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. The eternal debate. Like Michelangelo versus Leonardo. Hemingway versus Fitzgerald. Jay-Z versus Nas. Towering figures in their field. So why can't we just appreciate their genius? Why do we have to compare them? Why must we be so reductive? Well, why not? 600 respondents to our poll waited for age, gender, race, team loyalties, income, but in the end, the balloting wasn't close. If they were writing sonnets, those polled might have put it this way. MJ, you are the greatest. How may we count the ways? Better offensive player? Check. Better defensive player? Check. Better passer? Check. Preferred teammate? Check. Better clutch performer? Check. Choice to take the last shot? Check. More amazing? Check. More likely to win one-on-one? -on -one. Check. Why'd it get on your skin? Because it hadn't been 10 minutes after the damn thing was over. Obviously, we have been going through the entire week or weeks, always comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James, whatever like that. Then they had a poll. Oh, yeah, we didn't poll anybody under 18 years old, but everybody over 18, 35 to 65, and 65 and older. It's Michael Jordan, 75% to 35%. I mean, they just started knocking all these things down. Say, listen, this is the one thing I want people to understand. That documentary was great. It was a Michael Jordan-produced documentary about Michael Jordan, um, and it was fantastic. We loved it. But I'm getting to the point now, maybe it's just my old age coming in. You gotta let just some you gotta let some things just go. Everything doesn't have to be a competition. 
Everything doesn't have to be who's better than this, who's better than that. Listen, these are two generational unicorns that we have been grateful to see in our lifetime and able to see both of them at their primes. It, you don't have to go as soon as it go off. We got to rip LeBron James and say he ain't nothing. Listen, just, let's just enjoy Michael Jordan. Let's enjoy the Chicago Bulls, especially us being in Chicago. Let's enjoy it. We don't have to turn around and then berate LeBron James because he isn't Michael Jordan. I don't know. I, I, I love a healthy debate, but this time, this is, now it's just getting a little bit too much. It's, I, it was like literally Ken and Ryan. 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes after the damn documentary went off, now let's, now let's rip LeBron James. Come on. I, 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 I'm just getting tired of it. Dan Davis' show. Um, listen, these are the two most prominent players that ESPN has um, used. And I'm not saying these players don't benefit from ESPN using them. They further uh, – that's ESPN has furthered LeBron and Michael Jordan, both of their brands. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I love The Last Dance, even though I get tired of programming every day having to be wrapped around it since we're in the COVID state place and there's not anything to talk about. I would like to see – a more, uh, uh, I don't know, well, genuine ways to kind of come up with new context to something to come up with than just a debate that we were having before COVID. This, like, they, that's right. the, it was it was beating the old horse because it'd be yeah. different. It would be different if this started that debate. This had mm-hmm. always been the debate. Debate. Kobe had been moved out. It was LeBron versus Mike. Um, and I said this when we first started watching it that how ESPN has propped itself up for so many years using Michael Jordan and then using LeBron James. Um, one, the poll was bogus off of they had um, uh, LeBron being a lesser passer than Michael Jordan, which is there's right. any, and also that LeBron <laughs> like, like even like it should have been even even a LeBron higher when it comes to rebounding. Like it was one thing nothing, I used to always say about LeBron. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is great not because he had if we're using uh, gaming ratings. 99 in every rating is because he was high in every rating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the greatest dunker ever. He was one of them, but he's not the elite. He's not Vince Carter. You know what I'm saying? He's not what somebody may say, even though he, they beat each other. He's not Dominique Wilkins. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it, it, it can get sickening because it's low-hanging fruit. And that's the thing where it's kind of like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I've always been one to say, and I think, I think Michael Jordan, is uh, uh, more – he's a greater player, but LeBron is a better all-around player, if you can get that. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron's a better all-around player, but LeBron wasn't the defender that Mike was. Exactly. And it, LeBron and Kobe. Uh, Mike started defending really early because he saw that Bird and Magic weren't uh, perimeter defenders. They were team defenders, you know, so they could collapse and they knew where to be, but they weren't on-ball defenders and trying to shut you down, guys. Kobe and LeBron, by year like four or five, they started doing that because they knew to get to where they wanted to be, they had to play on both sides of the ball when that necessarily wasn't a prerequisite before Mike really started doing that. And people like Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, players that are one defensive player of the year and MVPs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, I always feel like appreciate LeBron James now because he's going to be gone. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I get kind of the way where they didn't have kids 18 and younger, but I'll tell you this. After watching that documentary, 
a lot of those kids probably still would have given a lot more votes than Mike than what they would have expected. I know they were trying, even though, because if you, if you're 25 and under, you did not see Michael Jordan play. Well, no. you can, honestly, we can say this. If you're really under 30 to 35, you didn't see him in his prime at all. No, you didn't. You probably you might have been a little kid in '98. Yeah, yeah. And so, like you, you didn't see him leaping through the air and doing stuff right. of that that nature, or anything like that. But I, I get, and I said to you prior to the show uh, that it was low hanging fruit. Um, but I, it, to me, it's just it's one of those things with when programming is lacking content and people are I don't want to say being lazy because it, for for what ninety days, ninety or more days, when you usually have games to create a storyline, you know what I'm saying? And not just the games, but stuff that's happening in the locker rooms, trades or whatever happening. And it's easy to come up with content when now there's nothing left. I guess you go to the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But also too, Ryan, it's a simple fact of, do we have to just keep beating up on LeBron James? Like we all know that that he's not him. And Michael Jordan is not LeBron James. It's kind of like to the point, like, okay, yeah, stop, stop hitting him in the face. All right, just stop, 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 stop punching him in the face. It's it's just not it's just not necessary. Yeah, I feel bad for LeBron because he's always constantly going to be compared. And the problem with beating Jordan for the goat for a lot of people is his story. Like we just saw the whole thing, the whole story, and you can really make a movie out of it. You can make a novel out of it. It's so like almost imaginary that mm-hmm. this happened. Like everybody else. LeBron, Kareem, you know, Kobe, anybody else you want to put up for GOAT, they all have their blemishes one way or the other, whether it's losing in the finals, not getting there enough, not winning enough, whatever it is. So for these silly polls and stuff, I'm with you guys. It it just – it's so go-to. It's almost like Skip Bayless hating on LeBron when he was with First Mm -hmm. Take. It's like, hey, anything Cowboys, let's talk about Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. And then then you have this. Jordan or LeBron in the news, anything about where they stand in history, okay, who's the GOAT? Let's get all these polls. Let's get all these analysts. Let's get all these things. And it's just like uh, we have to see LeBron end his career before we can even begin that debate. No, we don't. He lost six finals. It's so I cool. mean, but the point is you got to see what he does the rest of the way because if he does some incredible stuff, he won't be the GOAT, but maybe he's number two for sure. If for anybody that doesn't think he is. I think he's probably number two for sure already, unless you put Cap up there. But, I mean, listen, it's hard. Listen, we were giving Kobe an allowance to run him down, and Kobe lost two finals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we were giving – if Kobe would have gotten six, we were still – it wouldn't be fair to, to where how we were sitting there judging both. You can't have a dude – one thing I will say is this. I meant to say this, uh, uh, and we'll talk to it about later when we get in this. Yeah, winning seven times would have been fun, especially if y'all would have walked away. But it was, and I thought this back in the days, it was always better that they stopped it. Yeah, because <laughs> it well, made the argument, but it made the argument so so strong moving yeah. forward. So it was he, like he never lost. What can you yeah. say? Like, have you lost? First of all, like, well, let's just say you got seven. I'd be like, but have you lost? Right, yeah. and he was like, "I lost twice." I'm like, "But you lost, right?" <laughs> the, super fact, the super fact he hasn't. Michael Jordan didn't lose a playoff series since 1991. No, he did. Oh, he no, 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 no. The Magic, the Magic, he the lost magic. with the Magic. Right, right. He lost the but magic. he didn't lose in the finals. But okay, yeah. let's just say he lost one but, playoff round <laughs> since 1991. But, but, just, but think about this. This is the worst part. He won as many titles as LeBron lost. Yeah, that's too hard, Ryan, to come back from. 
Let me no, I'm with you. You got, you got, yo, you got six, yeah. but your six is like this. <laughs> My six is yeah, like this, right? <laughs> like, the devil's six. But nah. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I think for Ryan's point, though, I mean, you're talking about you talking about overall players. Even going back to the poll that was happening earlier this year, talking about Michael Jones, the greatest college basketball player. That was ridiculous. That was now that's cap. Was I listen. Yes. I had I had one of my guys who likes to mess with me text me and sent me uh, uh, this thing that they're running with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If you don't know when we say cap, mm-hmm. uh, his stats running against Mike and all their accolades and stuff. And I actually start coming up with new stuff in the debate because it's the IG. Because he's like, yeah, I knew I was going to just throw this at you. And it's like, okay, we're not at work, so you're going to try to be slick. Mm-hmm. Let me take care of this real quick. All right, let's, let's, let's bring up Cap into this, right? Every championship Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won, he won with one, Oscar Robinson, his first, and then with Magic Johnson, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I heard his argument a little bit more. One, when he was playing in college, he was playing against insurance salesmen, uh, half of that damn team. Let's be honest about it, right? Like, they just start letting, they just start letting, like, four or five blacks get on the team, right? Like, it wasn't that long from that Loyola team, right? It wasn't that long where it was, you got to start in five of blacks, right? No whites, but, but also, this is one thing, too. So, I believe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, perhaps in maybe 73, was when he, he demanded to be traded from Milwaukee well, to right. Los Angeles, right? The league didn't merge until 76. He still wasn't getting those rings. When there was, there, listen, there was a whole nother league with greats in it over there, right? Yeah. So when people talk about, like, for instance, like one argument I saw with Bill Simmons on ESPN, and, and it was legit. He was talking about that Lakers team. I believe it was the Lakers team that won 69 uh, wins. I don't know if it was the Sixers, but it happened right after expansion and how that 72 win team with the Bulls happened yeah. after expansion, That's correct? True. Right. Sorry, but look at look at the fact that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had players in the whole Dr. J's in the whole Connie Hawkins in a whole nother league, and he's still not collecting rings. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out when we're in, in the debate. All right, like there's a whole nother league at that point, and this is his window between Magic because Magic is there in '78, right, and between Oscar Robinson and him helping us Oscar Robinson finally get there. Just pointing it out as far as uh, giving Mike his props and his roses while he's still here. Yeah, that's a good point, especially when everyone disses Mike by saying because of expansion, the league was watered down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of championships. Oh, well, let me hit him. Uh, up. Let me hit him. With, can I hit him with my D face? Listen, a lot, a lot of championships, a lot of dynasties. Typically, as I, I saw that segment too with Bill um, Simmons, with uh, Bill Simmons. They kind of spark at the expansion because the league get water gets watered down. You know, mm-hmm. saying it wouldn't be. Listen, I I'm all for people for men and women having jobs out there. So yes, more teams out there means more jobs, obviously. But if they was just contracted a little bit and go to ten and ten, like twenty teams, ten in the east and ten in the west, I mean, you're probably talking about some best some of the best basketball you ever seen in your life. But oh. after, but but you know when you when when things get watered down, yeah, it's mm-hmm. easy. Well, see, I don't think you have to necessarily do that today. And I would say you probably didn't have to do that after the 2000s started because mm. I don't think we started to think about how many international players joined the NBA. So yes, before, that's, that's a good point. you were only Not drafting players from here. here. You got players right. in Africa, in Europe, you know, so like now, Australia, yeah, having four, having four more teams, it's, you got the spots, you got the talent to fill in those spots. You know what I'm saying? That you never had. So uh, to, I don't think expansion is, is a bigger problem in the NBA today 
as it was. I'll even say during the mid nineties, uh, when they, because it, it, international players that came, but if you think of really like with Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja came over around the same time, but it wasn't like, uh, what happened with gold, not Golden State, with the Spurs, where they were really, they, they took what Jerry Krause did and perfected it. When you look at, uh, uh, Tony, uh, Parker with Mono Ginobili, you know what I'm saying? And so on and so forth. The players that they would sit there and try to get, and you saw the Bulls with somebody Leandro like Bosa. Andre Nocioni. Uh, you know, just showing you just at that time the growth of these international players. So you had you had slots for them, but you still had so much more talent come from around the world. Yeah. Right. Off top. Off top. Off top. I got hate in my heart. What's going on? <sighs> all right. First of all, to Mark Emerit, president of the NCAA. You, ain't, you don't get this a lot. I'm going to give you a little one. Oh. So a week ago. Really? He came out and basically said this. There's not going to be any games played because there aren't going to be students at the schools, right? Okay. What he was really trying to do was save the NCAA from the Power Five, which we keep hearing is probably going to separate sooner rather than later, especially with the COVID-19 <clears throat> Power Five conferences. So I'm talking about the SEC, Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to interrupt them. They're not winning enough. But uh, when they win, they would bring them back into yeah, pointing them out. All right. But um, this is the thing. So you had uh, uh, E. Gordon G., uh, two times Ohio State uh, president, president at Vanderbilt, president at like West Virginia, so on and so forth, I believe. I could be wrong, West Virginia. I think he is. Uh, or was at West Virginia. Um, say basically that, you know, they are going to have games. And I saw Laura Rutledge talking about how, uh, similar to what Adam Silver said on a phone call we learned last week to NBA players. All right, if someone gets sick and we come back to play, we still have to continue or we shouldn't start down this road. So basically, it's like, listen, some of y'all going to get sick. And if that's going to be a problem, then we shouldn't do this, right? Mm -hmm. But you're doing this to kids that don't get paid, right? Now, let me just go back. The argument is always, well, they get paid because of their scholarship. There are kids at those schools on academic scholarships that aren't being forced to go into the labs or whatever they have to do for them to get their scholarship, Right. Right. Schools so, are closed. For hey, right. Schools are, schools are closed. So how can we sit here? And this is why uh, Mark Ebert said that last week, because he knows that we're, that we're down the rabbit hole so hard that we're really going to break the crucible when it comes to student athletes. Because if, if they're students, why the f*** are you forcing them to have to go out there and have to be around each other, right? Have to risk and probably contract COVID. Not all of them, but some of them. And this is the worst part. They're doing this right now. I'm telling you, I'll be pissed. And I, I was the type of player that, man, like me and my coach used to get into it. Right? Like, so it was like, I'd be planning like, ooh, let him say one thing to me. I had the whole rant ready for that ass. So um, I would, just to sit there and think, I'm taking these risks, right? These, these, these risks when you see uh, a snail with the devil rays talk about how, you know, you can get COVID, it can affect you for the rest of your life, but also affect the amount of income that you can bring in. Because we know in baseball, for instance, arbitration, any negotiation, the first thing we'll point out is your flaws because I'm trying to get that number value down, right? So I'm like, remember, your lungs ain't the same as they was before that vid. Yeah, so, but, 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 but this is the thing too, to kind of wrap it up. You, you say that it's because of the scholarship they have to do it because they're, they're student athletes, but yet you're not holding other students with scholarships to, to the same standard, right? I'm looking there. I'm, I'm making practice. I'm looking at a coach. This MF will make 5 to $10 million. He catch COVID. Dude, he got his money. I'm at the beginning of my life, right? 
And y'all was y'all not even like, you know what, guys? Let's just hold off this year. Because that's really what they should do. They so much like, man, listen, what? Uh, uh, the Tide made $90 million. I think the football team only took in like 30-something mil. The rest went to all those non-revenue gener- generating sports, right? So that, that props up the whole department, let alone the school when you're getting that much money, right? You can't tell me you care about these kids and you're doing the right thing when you're, first, you're enforcing free employees that aren't essential, all right? They aren't essential. When I hear people, I saw Cuomo today uh, talk about governor of uh, New York. Oh, your baby talk- Cuomo said something you didn't like? Yes, he did. Oh, right. Oh. Getting so close to J.B. Pritzker. Mm-hmm. I see J.B. Pritzker with the Amy Jacobs and stuff. I peep you. I didn't know Amy was like out there like that. Back to this. <laughs> so <laughs> Cuomo jumps out and was like, yeah, you know, we may be able to get some sports in. We need sports because it gets some people something to watch and it keeps them at home. Shut your ass up because they don't need to risk their life if they don't want to. You know what I'm saying? You saw the thing with Larry Nance Jr., uh, just like a friend of the show, Lawrence Home, he has Crohn's disease. He's like, yo, slow down, right? I don't, I don't want to risk it, even though it seems like they're telling him that the medicine that he takes uh, may definitely, it may not affect him and, and make his immune system as weak. He may be okay to go ahead and do it. He keeps saying he's trying to keep abreast of new information. But you're risking lives. And it's just not lives, because I can even say it like this. I mean, think about how many players that aren't going to go to the NFL. So it's not like, okay, you, you're risking your life, but this is still basically an interview for you so you can get to the bag. What about the guys that are just going there for their scholarships, right? And you like, hey, shorty that's not going to play on Sunday, you better be out in this NFL if you try to get yeah. this. Like, they're not essential. This isn't someone that has to do their job or else, for instance, and this is unfortunate to those people, a meatpacking plant closes down, there's less meat out here. You know what I'm saying? Deliveries, which is sad that these people have to be forced to that, but forced to that. But if we don't have deliveries, then we're not going to be able to get the stuff that keeps us from being out in the streets. Right. It's not necessarily the same things because we haven't had sports and we still, for the most part, stayed our butts in the house. And at least the one, most of us were common sense. So that was my biggest pet peeve to see that they're forcing these college students to have to come back and play when we don't have a vaccine. All right, we were rushing to do everything. Why are we putting kids on the front lines too that don't necessarily have to be on the front lines just to entertain us? This is why I've been saying for years, college athletes need to understand their value because nothing moves without you. And if I know they're going to hang a, a, a scholarship over you, it's like, dude, listen, look at the world. The world is just somewhat... Not on, not up in fire or on fire as it once was, but it's still blazing out there. And you want me to run out there to entertain you, to throw a ball, or to shoot a ball, or catch a ball? Nah, son. So this is why I really want to stress college athletes. I don't care if you playing lacrosse to swimming to football and basketball. Understand your value. There is a reason why they want to put you out in front. Because you make money for them. Understand, you the money maker, not them. They can't make the money without you. And also, too, second thing, too, I'll kick it over to you, Ryan. These are still, in a quote-unquote, student athletes. And I would think a lot of these students, not a lot of them, but a good percentage of these students, uh, besides maybe something like a basketball or football, uh, not saying that all of them are like this, but they typically come from middle-class households, probably maybe a little bit more well to our households, possibly, hopefully, two-parent households, but it's cool if you have one, a strong mother or father. This is where the parents have to also have to step in. 
Like, listen, he is a he or she is not a professional. My son or daughter is not going to put their life at risk to make you all happy. And that's for the fans. That's for ESPN. That's for Fox. That's for the ADs. That's for the presidents. That's for everybody. We cannot put a value on a human life like this. We just can't. At least that's my two cents. But I just hope these college <laughs> athletes understand the power that they actually have. Well, real quick, I think clearly they know the value. Even if you go back and listen to the Five Five, they were talking about my jerseys were selling and stuff like that. It's just they can't they can't do anything to um, to to they can't cause a cost equation where they can get the, the the money out of their value. I'll say this much: this goes back to why they should have had a union. Because if they had a union, they would have somebody to be at the table for, exactly. them, for them in the situation. But go ahead, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, they're students. That's the first word of student athletes. If schools are closed, then it's closed. That's simple. Like, yeah. Pro athletes, I have no problem with them going back if they are okay with it because yep. they are going to make a living doing right. this. Pre- this, mm-hmm. this is they're their profession. job. So if you are going to get compensated, at least for working, especially during this time, and you need to do it for whatever reasoning, because, hey, you need the money, blah, 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 or you just feel like you can do it, fine. But student athletes, yeah, I mean, that's it. Schools are closed. They shouldn't have to even really think about much of anything else because, I mean, what are you going to do? Just have the football games open on Saturdays? (laughs) That's going to be the plan on campuses? Everything's closed except the – the football stadium on Saturdays. Make sure you chan- tune in to Channel 5. Y'all can't learn nothing, but come out here and watch these boys get right. concussed. <laughs> I mean, it's just like we – to... probably won't have fans in the stands. True. Well, but even, saying, on TV, though, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah, tune in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the whole campus is shut down except for these football games. My right. God. Everybody's doing virtual, but these guys got to be right. – So they were saying, for instance, and this is one thing that Laura Rutledge was talking about, but they're going to have 10 guys going to like the weight room after they get to get through training. They have a team coming there and wipe everything down. Then another two guys, 10 guys going there. But basically they know that these kids are going to catch it. And it's more about isolating the kid that caught it. And I started to see this two weeks ago yeah. where coaches were like, you know what? Give us the kids. Cause I know how to keep them safe in no matter. I'm, I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what they're saying, but they were basically saying, and we know how college coaches is, is so uh, uh, authoritarian that, you know, they run everything. So in their minds, it's like, I can keep these kids away from this COVID, right? One other thing a person was pointing out, how, and I'll tell you what I felt like they were saying, the type of situations these kids can get in to where they can go get COVID and bring it back to the team. Now, me personally, I was thinking about getting some of that action, especially with college kids. Like, hey, listen, I hope you don't think I'm about to be on that yard for about six months and I'm going to be dry. <laughs> And doing I'm just, nothing. I'm just talking. I can't say. I gotta be out here. I gotta be. Listen, I'm gonna need a young lady to come visit me a couple times. All right. So, and, and being a kid, I'm probably gonna kiss her. And we even with other places from Pete Davidson. I found out you can get COVID from. I won't go there. Just go look at old recent episodes of SNL. Right. Ooh. Kiss okay. low, low, low kisses. I thought you said you weren't going into it. Not front low, back low. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here for the shenanigans. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, wow. it's, it's still one. But Ryan, what's uh, what's your off top? Uh, my off top is a opportunity for us to uh, unleash on a guy that we love to uh, bring down in the Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He uh, 
went through this COVID process. I believe he said he was going to have this giant beard and giant hair, and it was becoming this joke in the Pittsburgh area. Like, what is, what is Big Ben going to do with this this look that he has? Because he, I mean, he looked like a lion almost, just this giant mane all around <laughs> hair. And then he said he was going to get a haircut whenever he trimmed the beard. So he put out a social video or social media video of him practicing with his teammates, throwing the football around for the first time since his Tommy John surgery or something like that. And then they show a quick clip of him at the barbershop getting a trim, laughing with some people as uh, it cuts away. And then they asked the governor of uh, Pennsylvania about it, and he uh, was displeased in Big Ben's situation because they are still in yellow, so they are not opening salons and all that stuff quite yet. Listen, I saw a guy, a representative from Pennsylvania on TV today, and this moron, he actually, he, he did have COVID-19. It wasn't as bad. He needed to go to the hospital, but he did isolate, and he got over it. What did he say coming out? Yeah, I was taking some zinc, and I was taking a hydrochlorophene. And like, what? What are you doing? So this is the things that happens in Pennsylvania. So especially with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, real quick, they showed a cut of him getting his hair cut. Did somebody have a mask on? Did he have gloves on? Did he have a mask? They only showed him and the scissors cutting and him laughing. He did not obviously have a mask. Man. You can't have a mask on if you're getting your beard, did. Right. You don't cut around the beard like it's a bowl. (laughs) Do something. I don't know. Do something. I hit my barber How about up. He just trims it himself. Right. Yeah, I, hit, I hit my barber up. There you go, uh, Ryan. And I had, I had uh, zelled him. And he was like, he just hit me back. I didn't hit him up. I zelled him. And he hit me. He was like, did you send me some cash? I was like, yeah. You know, basically just hold it. And he's going back and forth. He's like, you know I'm open, right? And I said, dude, we not coming for a long time. Yeah. Right. Like this, I'm going to cut this probably this week. Right. Probably. I've been waiting for, we have long enough gaps in the show. So if I F it up. I got a little, <laughs> little go back time. Like, damn, it's a divot right now, Joy. Don't worry, I'll just put a picture over your face. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Or just a plug of hair right there. Yeah. Uh, but I was just, but still, like, dude, it's just one. I mean, when you just think of, and of course, barbers can have clean situations or whatever, but when you think of just the different people that come through there, and I'm sure Ben is a special situation. Uh, his appointment, his barber probably had it right, but don't feel like that's the Wait, only guy. That's probably the only guy that's getting that. True, good point. Is getting that type of service. Um, it's unnecessary, and it's also um, irresponsible, uh, especially for someone who's been in trouble in the past, right? Because that's the reason why we talk about Ben. We all know Ben's oh, issues. He's a habitual line stepper. Yeah, you know the stuffs in Georgia where it seems like he assaulted a young lady. Mm. Let's just fully disclose it. All right, you are a role model, regardless if you don't uh, believe it. People look up to you. People think of what you do as as something as far as it may validate the actions that they may take on moving forward. It was no reason for you to do it. And the the big thing is this: he could have done it and not even recorded it. Right? People, people would have noticed, even though who who knows? Did he record himself like a stick? He said he put it out. No, he, he said he he put it out on his social media that he was getting clipped. So it wasn't like someone caught him in the barber with the barber. He wanted people to right. see, I'm back. I'm back. My arm's right. ready. I'm back. Look at this. Look at all these touchdowns. And, and then dude, check out the you, you could have sit there and he could have sat there, as Ryan just said earlier. He could have he lied and said he clipped it himself. Right? I don't know his, right. I don't know his sheer skills. Yeah. 
Right. right. He could have. There's no reason in a way to tell people, you know what? I'm like, F this, man. It's lockdown. It's only levels in this. Like, I really haven't done anything risky. And I mean, I listen, there's been times in my life I've been a risky MF. Right. <laughs> I have really not done anything risky, right? Real quick, do you guys really remember Big Ben just always having some beard? Like, he'll have scruff or clean shaven. He's never been like this beard or beard guy. Last season, he had the beard, but that's because he wasn't playing, though. But didn't he have well, like, he, he's right? played with beards, but yeah, not like, like sculpted. Yeah, he played like, um, yeah. playoff beard. Also, like, also, also he, he also used to have Kanye face from the uh, motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. His, it, remember, his face used to not look right for a couple years after the motorcycle accident or whatever, where you can see the, still the swelling and stuff hasn't necessarily went down. So, you know, he may not have been because it may have kind of not been symmetrically the same and uh, had a, a full grown beard is what you're saying, right? Even though maybe it could have covered it up. Really don't care. I, I just don't understand. Like, you just want to... It's to the point now, I think, even with sports or not in sports, people just want to poke the finger in the eye of people who are trying to be safe. It's like, oh, you want to wear a mask? I don't want to wear a mask because I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, it's my constitutional right. Have your mask. So what if you get sick? What if you? I've, so many stories we've heard of people getting sick and then turn around saying like, "Damn, don't do what I did." It's the like, nurse, the nurse from the flip. Yeah, you see, came me? out and uh-huh. she was like, "My bad." Yeah, she I was being irresponsible. I was, no, no, she said like, "Oh no, I was helping my sister." Yeah, so but she like, apologized. She, she apologized. Did apologize. Right, I know she, she apologized. She it, was like, but it came, I wasn't it came through her, right. Now, yeah, it came through her employers, like a statement through her employers. Like, of I mean, basically, they had to say like, "Listen, we probably got to keep your ass because of what's happening. You can't fire you right now." But so also, we're gonna put it out. A, you gotta put out an apology through us. But think about this too. Also, they may have to keep her away because they don't know if she's infected and not going taking us to Wisconsin. Exactly. So now somebody else has to work your shift because you're kicking it. Heckle, please let me heckle some people. Free him. I'm telling you, man. Free me. Let, Free me. Let, let him. Let him loose. Let me loose. <laughs> I want to heckle. Oh man, get that hazmat suit. Oh, I don't need my. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I get the hazmat suit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it through that hazmat suit. Hit the vape and then keep on going. They, well, and and, and your bad. drink, you know you out here <laughs> effing up, right? <laughs> man, it just ain't worth it, man. I just don't understand, man. This is, boy, this is this showing you right here, man. With America, it it's man, it ain't built for stuff like this. I'm moving to Acon City. Yeah, I think I told my old lady, like, man, what if we just came across a lot of money? Just like, you know what? This is dip. You listen. I'm gonna say this: If you get a lot of money, a minute, though, so. if you get a lot of money and you only have residences in America, you effing up big time. Yeah, <laughs> you effing up big time. big time. If you ain't got fallout plans to get up out of this bad boy, <laughs> you ain't paying attention. You ain't paying attention. You're an idiot. Right, right. <laughs> it just ain't worth it. All right, D and Dave show. Come on back and break down the last dance, D and Dave show. 